You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCCW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl ellsworth Jahani. We are two Texas licensed attorneys. And we are here on 104.5 and 106.1 every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. And you can also watch us live on Facebook if you want to. And uh, you can download the podcast tomorrow on iTunes and Google Play. Today, we are going to finish up our conversation about expert witnesses. Last week, we were talking about expert witnesses, and I think it was a pretty good discussion. And uh, then we're going to get into inverse condemnation. Yes. And so, Tony, last week, you we talked a lot at the beginning of the show about inverse condemnation, so we're going to put that off until we actually get into it, mm-hmm. and we're going to finish up our expert witnesses. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so where did we leave off last time? Well, I don't remember exactly where we left off, so I'm going to recap a little bit, because, you know, I've been dealing with... Um, uh, some expert witness issues in some cases I've been um, I've, I'm working with right now, uh, mainly because all, mo- a lot of our cases require an expert witness, right? Uh, for various reasons, which I'm going to kind of recap right now. Now, um, uh, I guess just in a nutshell, uh, an expert witness is a neutral party that's going to persuade the judge or the jury without with your cert- certain set of facts on 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 things that. Your facts don't present. In other words, something that is, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Mm -hmm. um, the expert witness is going to be the person that says, uh, like the announcer, uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, Troy Aikman. Uh, a tr- uh, who, for the, cal- you know, the right, football right. announcer. Whoever, yeah. they're going to tell you something that's a fact, like uh, from a manual, something that you wouldn't have and the jury wouldn't know. Unless and they know they because told. they're an expert. And without that expert, this law or this fact or this this thing that everyone in the universe knows but you, because it may be esoteric to that area, uh, they're going to tell them. And so the um, the person that presents a witness, if it's against, if it's it's in opposition or adverse to your side or the other side, depending on which side the expert's on, then you have to have an expert witness that counters them, or else the only thing the jury gets to hear is this one-sided, lopsided point of view that doesn't help your case. And so, um, and we're going to give a few examples in a minute. But but, um, but if if there is one expert witness and it's not countered by another, mm-hmm. the jury doesn't have to rely on that only expert witness if, but testimony. they usually do that's the problem they don't have to rely but you have somebody that's the authority on uh, let's say global warming and they come in there and the only expert they have that says okay we're all going to die in two weeks because there's a you know because of global warming and that's and that's uh, a fact because i'm in a phd or whatever then that's all they've got to work with and the way the jury charge reads and the way the law works is the only facts that you have are you're only going to take in the facts that are provided you today no other outside source so you can't rely upon uh, your own reasonableness is important sure. but if you have an expert saying there's this is this is the fact you have to rely upon this to make your decision then it's all you have and so you'd want somebody to come in your expert that says that's baloney the world is not going to end in two weeks because and then they give the you know like for dna or whatever the facts are they give the scientific reason why it won't end in two weeks and then so you have to have an expert to kind of offset that but of course that's not what your case is going to be on it's always going to be something different but um uh 
and I, I should have had more of a ballpark on why experts are so important. We went over there in our last show. But yeah. I will say this is important. Um, the credibility of an expert witness often relies on the belief that experts are, in a sense, neutral. Okay? Um, even when they testify on behalf of one side or the other. Because experts are both evaluated on their approach to the facts and asked to testify about it, the perception of both the judge and the jury is that the expert is ultimately on the side of the facts, reason, and careful analysis. And that's, how, that's, that's why they're, you, you want to object to an expert that is totally lopsided or not reliable, and you need to do that before trial. And you, it, there's a, a legal procedure for it, but it's not very difficult. And even if you're in trial, if you wait that long to object because you realize this person's a quack, they don't know what they're doing, then you say, objection, Your Honor, before this, this expert, let, let's say they show up and they're wearing something that's completely crazy. You you've saw, saw them talking in the hall or whatever the case may be. I usually be will take them... Uh, you ask the judge to take them on for dire, and that means if there's a jury that you're asking them questions about their credibility and you, whether or not you can object to them even presenting their neutral facts to the jury or not. And do you do the voir dire in front of the jury? No, never. The problem so is the jury leaves and yes. then you begin to basically examine, interrogate yes. Yes. the expert. And the way that works, well, if you have a, a bench trial, yeah. then there's you're just you're asking the judge to look at it. And the judges have got a, if they're a new judge maybe not but usually if they're elected judge they've been in trials before but that's not a given, a given. either if they're mm-hmm. just you know politicians they mm-hmm. get in there and they they win their, their election and now they're on the bench but um if it's a jury trial they always uh, the judge will always take them outside the the, the voir dire um outside the questioning of whether they're um you have an objection to them being an expert or not. It's always done outside the jury. Mm -hmm. And I had one where, uh, I think we talked about this in the last show, where I had an expert that had done, you know, easily $15,000 worth of work. We had an expert report. This was our case winner on a aggravated, super aggravated sexual assault case. He was going in and he was going to show where the hearsay uh, discussion or the, the hearsay uh, uh, statements made by the grandmother who simply wanted to have custody of this, her grandbaby um, were it was, that was all it was. There was no other evidence to support that this sexual assault took place because she made it up. And the little girl, the the four year old, couldn't was not Went reliable. She was only it. four. Yeah. So my expert witness showed with all of the CPS record, with all of the because you, when you have a super aggravated sexual assault with a child, you don't get to interview the child. Your expert doesn't get to interview the child. The only thing you have to work with is the CPS videos cps so, videos yeah, cps videos if they have that <clears throat> and those they are like, videos of interviews with the child right and i never got to speak with this child you don't get to speak with anybody and you can't get to talk to the the grandmother unless she agrees to it in a criminal case so our grandmother whoever the, the party that's person. making the the accusations but um but so all i had was my expert to go off all the information that was provided to me and it was overwhelming how he was able to prove with his reports that this could not be this this there was no sexual assault there was no physical evidence there was no witnesses there was no um she was happy every time the cps uh, there there was nothing the judge would not let the 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 state in Harris County took my expert witness on for dire months after I had all my reports filed and uh, the judge denied my expert because he said that he had not in one of the many areas where he was licensed and had updated his license 
and there was like 10 of them in one of them and it was one that wasn't even relevant he said that he had not renewed his license for that year so he was not going to let him uh, testify well but tony isn't isn't the rule that they can have not practiced actually for three years yeah and no, they're it was still considered an expert it was wrong That's that was terrible. completely erroneous in every way so what i did was I made an offer of proof okay. outside the jury, and it was another... And our listeners a, know what that is. You read what would have been said by right. the expert he into the record. He testifies as though the jury's in front of him right now, and you ask him all the questions that you would have asked him so that the appellate court can see what he had to offer, and it would be harmful error. If you don't do that, then you don't have reversible error. So there's a lot of steps you have to take, but experts are important for that reason. My expert was going to prove, because I had no, I didn't have a witness. My right. witness said... It didn't happen. So right. it was, he said, she said, so your experts are the neutral party that sort of pushes you through that, you know, get you through it, if you can get them on. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of this. I couldn't believe that they did that, but it was a, a learning experience that I guess you have to, the judge just didn't want him to come on there. It was a, it was a case where it was a, a, a year where it was just before an election and he wanted to show he was hard on people mm-hmm. charged Sexual with this regard uh, and it wasn't fair because no. he wasn't he didn't do it but anyway um that that was an improper ruling and yes what you have to do to to keep that you know uh, to make sure that you've got that which we talked about in another one of our our mm-hmm. shows keep that error preserved preservation okay, of so, error anyway most experts believe uh this to be their role as a neutral party that only goes toward the facts and they do their work accordingly sometimes this means that an expert will discover that their initial opinion was wrong if the facts reasoning or analysis support the opposite side Hmm. because maybe when you hired your expert you didn't tell them everything or maybe as the case progresses your expert finds out that you don't have a winning case because something changed in the facts the dna um, science has changed or um, you didn't add something about that plat that they didn't know that, you know, the reason it was changed was political or whatever the case may be. Something may have changed. And your expert that you hired, that you vetted, is mm-hmm. no longer on your side. Mm-hmm. And as we discussed last week, mm-hmm. as long as an opinion has not been filed with the court, you can withdraw that. And as long as you um, move uh, in your in your in limine motion that it not be disclosed that it was your expert, you may be okay. Um, but it may not help you on the pellet side if they find out that that was your expert and you switch sides but it may so you know that may not have been the only reason that you may have lost your case but um no explicit rules prohibit an expert from switching sides or mandate that an expert do so so they can you better make sure before you put your expert on that they're still aligned with you or worse yeah what if they were and this happens too what if they were paid off by the other side mm-hmm. a lot of times the other side has a lot of money and they get a hold of your expert and it's not fair but if you cannot prove it you may have an expert who may testify against you and you don't even know it so uh, you have to be real careful about you, you, there's a lot of trust involved a lot of prayer but and i haven't seen that happen but once but um and, and even then, I kind of question whether it was a payoff, but it kind of looked that way. Anyway, um, questions that arise from the process are often dealt with in the moment, including the ultimate question, whether the expert should be disqualified altogether. So you may not even know that there should be a disqualification until they say something on the stand. And depending on which side you're on, you may be celebrating or, you know, wanting to hang yourself. So that's when you need to, um, if it's you that's being damaged, you want to... Uh, Asked to approach and for a few minutes you want to stop the damage and find out what's going on because 
Uh, and the judge will usually do that. But the other side is jumping for joy because they've know the jury has now heard something that may be damaging, but it may not be. It may be something you can mitigate. So, well, so what does something like that look like? Um, when the expert says um, they come out, they, they ask them a question that may be in one of their their manuals, like a a uh, uh, the Texas Society of Physicians or uh, surveyors or whatever. Something's in a manual that you didn't expect, or you didn't see, or your expert you didn't cover, and they're asking them something that's in such a way that it's it's tainting the way the jury is 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 perceiving what's being said and um it maybe that they are lying that the, the the other side is saying isn't it true this and there's no manual but and you may not know it or maybe they were quoting the manual the manual doesn't say that or maybe they've got an updated one something may occur that throws you off and it wasn't expected that's when you can say uh, 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 objection, Your Honor, may we approach? And you stand up immediately and do that because you don't, something is not on the path as you see it. And so you're working close with your expert as you go forward because they're the one that's really going to help you. Right. Or, or you hope they'll help you. Now, um, here we look at some of the biggest questions raised by side switching, which is what that's called when you find out that maybe your expert has switched sides or they're saying something that they're not necessarily switching side, but it's not in your favor. Um, and uh, uh, so anyway, some of the biggest questions raised by side switching to provide guidelines for determining when to call for a disqualification if it's the other side. And you can see that they're not um, qualified. And I have a situation right now where we're having an expert war because the one side has gotten like the top person of all the state everybody knows this person the other side got a really well qualified expert but on the other hand i know that what what they're saying this expert's going to say is flat out wrong it's just wrong they're just i think they're 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 tooling me around right now they're they're you know uh puffing so to speak Mm -hmm. because there's nothing in any of the manuals that's going to support what they're saying what this expert's going to say so i need to either depose him which i don't want to do because it's so expensive right or i need to um before because trial's coming up in about four months so you've got to be working on it like right away oh, i know i need to uh be able to sure, make sure i've got an expert that can show that what they're saying he's going to say is not is not the case which is difficult because sure. they've got like the top guy so right. now they've got a bigger gun but he's not going to be saying anything that's that's um he's not going to be neutral or if he is neutral i need to be able to use their expert uh on my behalf by getting a consulting expert uh, or my own, if I want to put some of the money on it, to show that what he's saying is not true and will help me. Because I know that what he's saying is not true with the case law. What so you want to impeach him. Is that what you're saying? I'm going to impeach him, yes. I'm going mm-hmm. to show that if he does come out and say what there, this other side is saying in the disclosures that he's going to say, that I'll be able to show that I'll be able to use what he's saying in, to my advantage and flip it so that he'll be my expert. Because what, he, what they're saying he's going to say is it's not the law, and it's not the facts, and it's not reasonable. So anyway, um, uh, okay, so hmm. even though experts are thought to be on the side of the truth, experts switching sides during a case can have onerous consequences, as we were discussing. Um, some cases involve a switched expert result in the expert being disqualified. The attorney being sanctioned, um, if uh, they, they use evidence, they're, they're trying to quote things that don't exist or it's not current law. Um, or they haven't told you about it, or both. Um, others, however, continue without a hitch and with the expert now testifying on the opposite side. So the attorney would be saying, I'm trying to think of how an attorney would be sanctioned. If the attorney knew that the expert said something that was, they were using, 
the attorney had knowledge that the expert was saying something that wasn't the law. So he's my expert. And I knew he was saying something that wasn't true. Right, right. And then, and so that would be sanctionable if everybody was aligned and everything was uh, improper. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just trying to think of any recent cases I've had because there's, it always comes up with it. You're, you're stunned that the other side says something that simply can't be true. Um, I, I want to think of the Trump impeachment. They have, I don't know if they haven't, if we haven't had a trial on that yet, but right. if, if the Democrats came up with an expert that said uh, something that was clearly not true about it, and I can't think of a fact that would be said at the trial yet, so I'll just kind of throw that out. Okay, so um, for courts addressing the question of side switching, uh, major questions typically include confidentiality. What does the expert know, and what can the expert share with the opposing side? Um, the rule of civil procedure 26 governs discovery may be called into question um, are the state court uh, are are the state equivalents of the federal rule Um, so if they haven't disclosed something to you and you find out about it like maybe this expert had found out new law and they didn't disclose it to you into the trial that would be sanctionable because they're supposed to disclose that Um, so they're holding out in, in knowing that they've got like this bomb they have to disclose, the expert has to tell you uh, on the other side before that happens. Okay. Um, but you okay. have to ask for it, too. They just don't give it to you. You have to ask for it. If you ask for it and they don't give it to you, then that's sanctionable. Right. Uh, credibility. Is the expert switching sides because he or she genuinely believes the other side is where the evidence leads or because the other side just became the highest bidder, mm-hmm. just like we were discussing? Mm-hmm. Since the power of an expert relies heavily on credibility, so do determinations of the proper response to a declared switch. Um, outside influence. In some cases, courts have dealt with the question of experts switching side uh, and the other side hiring them away. They get to your expert, in the hmm. words. So that's really pretty bad, too. Um, mm-hmm. Disqualification. When the correct side is no side. Uh, courts have typically applied um, one of three standards to determine when the opposing party should have access to a switched expert. In, in other words, allowing them to switch sides. Mm-hmm. Exceptional circumstances. The exceptional circumstances standard is based on Federal Rule Procedure 26 B4B, if you want to go into reading that. Mm -hmm. But that protects certain disclosures, um, including expert reports, during discovery unless there's exceptional circumstances. So they have to disclose everything unless there's some exceptional circumstance. What could be exceptional to keep them from disclosing Um, something? Something may have occurred, like, um, within that week or two or that day at trial. Oh, they just learned. Some evidence came out in a fact pattern because of a witness on the stand, and the expert gets to sit in trial with you. Right. Rarely does your expert, are they excluded, unless they're also a fact witness, and then it's iffy. Because if you're, they're a fact witness and your expert, there's nothing disqualifying the fact witness from also being your expert. A lot of people do it. In fact, I was declared an expert in a trial where I was actually the party and a witness, and the judge let me be an expert because mm-hmm. I was an expert in that field. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of crazy, but that's something you have to look at. And you always want to make sure your expert's in the court if possible. That that should not be something unless, uh, I, I don't even know why. I guess it would be the judge's call. Mm-hmm, okay? mm-hmm. Um, balancing. The standard weighs the interest of the opposing party against potential prejudice to the initial part party who hired the expert. So, um, so the judge, it, it could be that you always get to object to whether something's prejudicial. If it's too prejudicial for them to switch sides, the judge may not allow it, but the damage may already be done. Um, but if it's before the, the court, 
then you may be able to be, get them disqualified or not let them be the expert because of the prejudicial um, influence that it would have if they had been your expert along. And the judge may allow you another expert if something comes up in the, in some, at the last minute or within a, a few weeks of the trial. Now, mm-hmm. entitlement. Few cases, a few cases have held that a party is entitled to call any expert that meets the standard for expert witness testimony, whether or not the opposing party, whether or not the other party opposes the decision. So, um, so there, I guess the the way to look at that is if um, you get your expert, if your expert qualifies, you don't just because their decision may not. Um, the opposing side is now saying you didn't tell me soon enough. That one may not be a reason for them to be disqualified. I mean, I, I've never seen that happen either. But we're going to go over a case today where. The expert was disqualified, and it didn't matter to the appellate court, which I thought was crazy, but I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that briefly. Okay. Um, the fact that you initially call the expert does not automatically entitle the opposing party to recruit your expert, even if the expert's opinion has switched. So the judge may not allow it. Uh, for instance, in a, imagine a situation where the expert's opinion switched from your client is definitely correct to it's impossible to tell which position is correct. So they're neutral. Mm-hmm. Here, the opposing party will need to demonstrate that the theory is directly relevant to their side of the case, which can be difficult if their stance to date has been our particular interpretation is correct. So if he became neutral, and now if he's saying, if you're saying my side's correct, but now he's neutral, it's going to be hard to say now he's on my side. Right. And, it, it hope, and you definitely not want that to happen if, they, if it's like there's money changing hands. Right. Really hard to prove unless you subpoena bank accounts. Um, likewise, an expert witness cannot be picked up by an opposing party in lieu of the opposing party securing its own expert witness, which is what I like to do because it saves you money. If you find out their expert's really on your side, you don't automatically get to do that. Okay. Both sides are expected to do their own work in consulting experts, not to sit around waiting for the other side's expert to become available. Mm-hmm. are actively luring the expert away, which is more likely the case. Therefore, it is likely that a switch to expert will be simply be asked to step out of the case if no exceptional circumstances apply, mm-hmm. the prejudice to your case outweighs the benefit to the opposing party's case, the court doesn't recognize entitlement, the expert's new opinion is not directly relevant to the opposing party's case. Okay. It, it was directly, it's not, they're not just neutral anymore. The opposing party has not acquired its own expert as an attempting to remedy that problem by using yours. Um, since different jurisdictions use different versions, these rules are important to ensure you know which apply to your situation. Um, I will say that my experience is that the court will actually allow you to use, if they're on the stand, they'll allow you to use it, particularly if they're on the stand doing it, that mm-hmm. you can actually flip it. It mm-hmm. happens in, in criminal trials all the time. Um, hmm. And uh, the uh, the other case, and then I'm going to ask uh, Station Manager Dick to kind of uh, 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 give us some of uh, his questions that he had last week. They were so good, but I can't remember what they were. Um, this is a case where... The expert witness was, um, it was a case where, uh, it was a land case, and there was uh, two, a hotel that was in place that didn't want another hotel to use their shared right-of-way and because that would have, that would have quashed their ability to build a hotel. It was in Bronfels. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of hotels along I-35. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was... Um, uh, the, the the frontage land was available to a new hotel. Then you know how they do that. They mm-hmm. have that all the different hotels all glob together. Mm-hmm. Well, the existing one said, "Oh no, um, you can't because of the way the plat is set out in the, the subdivision plat and, and what is it's what it's you know where it says there's shared access and not that the way it's interpreted." 
you can't use, um, there was no other access from I-35 but this one road. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, that's shared access. We own it. You don't have an easement, and so you can't build your hotel. Well, the city um, planning commission or the zoning, the, the city of New Braunfels, it was mm-hmm. the zoning board, or mm-hmm. I think it was the zoning board, said, um, we don't agree. We think that they can put their hotel there. We do believe that it's a shared access, so they so they can put their, it, they needed to put parking along the side of the road is what it was. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, the uh, so they sued this comp- the, uh, the the hotel that existed sued the zoning board and they also sued um, to, to to have a jury decide whether or not that particular plat said what it said. Wow! And and so they got an expert that said um, this this does not this shared access means that they can't use it mm-hmm. and this is what uh, they they lost and this is why. Mm-hmm. Um, in in it says. Uh, and it, since it's a public record, I can read about it. It's Infinity versus, um, let me see, the case of the Infinity Group versus Patel. Um, Infinity contends that the trial court erred in finding its expert witness affidavit was inadmissible as summary judgment evidence. Um, they, uh, and let me give you a little bit more uh, background on that. The, uh, the court actually said that they would not let their expert witness, they, they lost on a summary judgment initially. Who, who lost? Infinity um, lost the, or Patel? Uh, and they're both hotels, so that makes it kind of crazy. The uh, I'll just say the party that was is Infinity. The party that had the existing hotel was Infinity. They didn't want him to, to and do they it. lost. And Patel wanted to and, build. Yeah, the Patel won. Structure. Build, and it ended up being a comfort suites hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, they filed a motion for summary judgment, asserting that uh, on. Well, let me see. I don't want to get too much on here. I'm just going to go straight back to it. Basically, they said that. Miller was not qualified to render an expert. Miller was her expert. Was Infinity's not, expert? Yeah. There, he was not qualified to render expert testimony in the case. Um, his underlying methodology was unreliable, and his affidavit contained legal conclusions. Those were their three arguments on why their expert, um, uh, the, the affidavit, this was the other side, mm-hmm. the Comfort Suites people, they said that they couldn't bring their expert in, and the judge agreed with that. Really? Which I thought was really lame. I thought... Why can't they have their expert? I mean, mm-hmm. until the judge hears it, what would they be able to, what was the argument? The, the argument was ultimately that, um, well, I'll read it. They say it much better. The admission and exclusion of expert testimony are matters within the trial court's discretion. Right. And that's a Supreme Court, a 1995 a Supreme Court case in Texas. Um, and it says, it discusses admission and exclusion of evidence in general. To successfully challenge an evidentiary ruling, the complaining party must show so they had a challenge. So mm-hmm. this means that it, it, the, the original hotel that didn't want them there, now the ball was in their court. They had to show that the judgment turned on the particular evidence being challenged and that the error in admitting or excluding the evidence probably result, resulted in the rendition of an improper judgment. Mm-hmm. So the burden was on their, once they lost the case, the burden was on their side in the appellate court to show why there was error. Um, the evidence at issue consisted of the expert's affidavit regarding the proper construction and effect of the relevant plat records. The dispositive I- issue in this case is whether the plat record created an express easement for shared access to Infinity's private road. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. You're mm-hmm. looking at the plat. Did it, was there enough there on that plat to show there was a shared easement and, and giving them access, even though they owned the property, the people in the back? Um, for reasons discussed in greater detail below, which we will not discuss for time reasons, we hold that the plat records are susceptible to only one reasonable, definite interpretation after applying the rules of contract construction and thus present 
purely legal questions. As such, the issue in this case is not a matter for which expert opinion will assist the trier of fact. And remember, the trier of fact is the judge here, not right, the jury. Right. So the judge said, the judge can, may, I get crazy over summary judgments, yeah. they're not constitutional, but the judge said, I don't agree that you even need an expert because in my opinion, this is basically what the judge is saying, the, in my opinion, I think it's reasonable and I don't need your expert. Mm-hmm. And so she said, your expert goes. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, it was summary judgment that all goes to the appellate court. But the appellate court agreed too. The appellate court said, um, it said, uh, uh, let's see, uh, uh, the case that they referred to said, expert witness must not testify regarding an opinion on a pure legal question, uh, a pure question of law. Uh, let me see. Infinity makes no showing of how the, which was the hotel in the back, mm-hmm. of, of how the exclusion of the their expert's mm-hmm. affidavit probably caused the rendition of an improper judgment. And after reviewing the summary judgment record, we conclude an error. We conclude an error in excluding the affidavit testimony was harmless. And so, when you have a summary judgment mm-hmm. level expert, you really mm-hmm. are just talking to the judge. And so now you go right back into how. Close is the other attorney to the judge. Uh, how how is your case going? Does your attorney get along with the judge? Uh, how it, now you've got this whole sort of symbiotic you know uh, mm-hmm. family thing going on, and you're now looking at the politics of the court too. But uh, in this case, it, it, when they got it out of the politics of the court, the appellate court agreed. They said we believe, and the, it all boiled down to the actual Platt said shared access. Uh, they had shared access. Right. And the only thing they wanted to do was put some um, parking spaces on part of it. They weren't taking the access away. And that's why they won. And so hmm. in that, for, with that example, the expert... Comfort Inn one. Uh, Comfort Inn one. And they built it. And if you go down there today, you'll see a beautiful Comfort Inn mm-hmm. <laughs> with shared access. Mm-hmm. And the other people didn't go out of business. They were just being mean. Yeah. And I think it had a lot to do with that, too. There was no reason why these people couldn't build a hotel on they their lot. They didn't want the competition. Lot. They didn't want the competition. Yeah. That was what really was. Right. A lot of times in these cases, you have to look at the underlying argument. What's really going on here? Mm-hmm. Because that's what the judge is going to be looking at sure. more than likely. Okay. So um, that uh, that being said... Okay, are we are we going to ask questions? Yes. Okay, I want to ask you a question first. Okay, what happens? I mean, you know, you talked about paying your expert and how they switch mm-hmm. sides and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I think our listeners think, and we talk about this quite a bit, you know, can someone really be an impartial expert if they've been paid by one side to do an examination and testify? That is when you're, the opposing side takes them on more dire or objects in writing after they designate them. Um, and you look at what their basis is. And so what an expert does is uh, through their knowledge, experience, qualifications, you know, all those things that show I'm a neutral expert. If you're expert, and that's a lot of times you have, just like we were discussing in our last show, a lot of times you really need an expert. Right. Um, because y- what you think may be reasonable as an attorney or your person has told you, and it just seems reasonable, it may not be. You may need an expert to tell you, like in this example, right. um, we have a manual that says, here's how a plat's interpreted. Our society of, of, of surveyors, our landman or whatever, says that this is how this is always interpreted. And if you, if you compi- um, combine that with uh, case law that says, and we have a case that says the exact same thing in the United States Supreme Court, then... You, that's when you want to negotiate or look at a different angle because the expert has been neutral. So, but if they're paying the other side, you're exactly right. Right. They're going to be aligned with the person. Follow the money. 
He's paying you to say this mm-hmm. and then really follow the money. If you get an adverse ruling on something that's clearly in error, then you do like like in the Trump thing. You follow the money and you say, why are we why are we arguing about, you know, the Trump impeachment if the core issue here is whether he was investigating a a. Uh, something that looked like there may be corruption. Right. So and, valid. And it, the, the bottom, the underlying corruption was, uh, you know, Biden's son receiving millions of dollars and not being qualified to or be in that to position. Anyone. Right. So why aren't we investigating that first? I mean, that right. was while he was asking for. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't, you don't really, need, in that case, do you need an expert? You really do need an expert uh, to some extent and, and do some investigation to follow the money. Because usually, and, and I say this all the time, in the world when you've got issues, if you follow the money, you're going to find out where the core problem is because the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, well, talking about following the money, this is another problem with experts. And I'm thinking about our listeners that are just kind of regular people, mm-hmm. you know, not completely loaded and all rich <laughs> and all that. Experts are expensive. They're very expensive. And we talked about how does that impact justice? I mean, if we... If, if you we, can't afford your own expert, well, yeah. that's when you get with your client and you say... Uh, just because someone's married to you or just because it's a cousin does not disqualify them from being an expert. Um, uh, so you need to find somebody that will do it for you, will do it for you at a cut rate. And hopefully if you win, they'll get paid. But that's few and far between. It really is. Really. But I always, as an attorney, I explain to my clients, I can't cover you for this. And in my case, I was talking about super aggravated sexual assault case. Mm-hmm. My guy was in jail. What was he going to do? Yeah. Uh, so first I asked the judge to fund part of it, which he did. The court funded part of my expert, but it, not nearly enough. It was just a pittance. You know? Right. And then my expert saw how bad it was, and he volunteered to do the rest. And if I got some money from the court from it through a victim's assistance program, then he'd get paid. But you just have to be really creative about funding. because. And if you have a case that you're even kind of iffy about, and you've got to get a consulting expert, and there isn't somebody, you just got to let your client know. They're expensive. And let's just say that none of that works out. Right. It is lopsided that the other side has an expert. And it's unfair. In mm-hmm. a civil case, mm-hmm. you can't get the other side to pay for it. No. So, um, so you've got to be really creative. And so that's what that's when you do your homework. You use their expert's opinion. You ask questions. As an attorney, you do research. You ask your clients to do research. You go to a college. You go to a professor. You go to a, a public resource that may do that. That wants to do maybe a research study on something. I, don't, I mean, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. But if you really need an expert and you pray really hard about it, you will get an expert. Because uh, just like I heard a quote from the uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, that's yeah, so tragic. I mean, I was in tears. I mean, I don't know even why I didn't know this guy was in tears about it. And then I found out that, that he had gone to mass at 7 a.m. Uh, the morning, two hours before. He went to the 7 a.m. mass and he, he was, you know, the helicopter oh, press. And there was well, an article. thank God he did. Well, I there mean, was a, that he, he had faith. and Yes. Oh, I was yeah. so excited about that. But yeah. um, I'm relieved. But it said that um, uh, they were, he had made a quote and he, the priest said that, God will not give you anything that's too much for you to handle. And he said he, that, that changed verse. his life. So uh, Kobe Bryant said that? Yeah. He oh, said wow. that the priest told him that. And that, that, that one quote that he mm-hmm. said, that's what the priest told him, mm-hmm. that, cha- that turned his life around, you know, from 2003 forward, that, that God will never give you too much to handle. And that I, mm-hmm. I will live by that. I say just never give up. Mm-hmm. So if you need an expert or you think you always ask in the hierarchy of things, you know, low and be humble and, mm-hmm. and do the best you can because mm-hmm. – 
you don't know why things are happening, but you got to keep fighting. And a lot of times you will find experts that way. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what do you remember what your questions were last week? Station manager, Dick. I can't remember at all what they were, but they were really good questions. He was talking about, he was asking us about um, expert witnesses and how much they get paid and that it's uh, it's a very lucrative field. And mm-hmm. I, I was talking about that and asking how does the, how does a court recognize a qualified that's right. And that's that's the whole. They go through, and it's the and you know I could go through it's all my their notes CV here. And but, all the stuff but basically, they have to have the 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 background uh, knowledge. But who approves it? The judge. Well, the judge doesn't have to approve. Well, sort of. You get your own expert, and then you provide in your disclosure. It's required their resume, and then you put in the actual narrative of the disclosure, which is just a legal discovery uh, process. You say what their proposed opinion is going to be and then a lot of times the actual law requires that the expert uh, submit an opinion by a date certain Mm -hmm. and and they support it with their qualifications and then if that if all of that the other side has got to object the other side says yeah uh, it's in if they don't object right right so you've got to and you've got to do it timely unless something comes up but like i said my expert got there was an objection made at trial and so that wasn't timely um, at all. Uh, it just depends on wh- which court you're in. But then he still got disqualified, right? Yeah, mine got disqualified. Yeah, which was even was though long. it wasn't timely. So, um, but there's a, 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 a there's a rule in the Texas Rules of Evidence. So it's not federal, and it's not and it's civil. It's, it's Texas, but it's, the Texas Rules of Evidence goes civil and criminal. Mm-hmm. That says you have to designate your expert within a time certain, or you don't get to use them, and you have a certain period to object. And if you don't object within that time, then um, the other side then they come in. So there's a, some legal um, wheels that turn in that. But but ultimately, if you've done your due diligence and you've submitted an expert timely, um, it's really going to be completely up to the judge because I had one judge recently disqualify a very qualified and needed expert, which we believe was harmful error. And then I had this other trial, you know, uh, maybe about, I guess about 10 years ago, where I did everything that I was supposed to do, and the, the court even paid for it, you know, out of the public funds because this guy couldn't afford it to, to so he'd be exonerated, mm-hmm. and and then the judge wouldn't let him in. So that made no sense to me either. Um, so would you say in certain fields, if you work, it'd be a smart thing to research to become an expert witness? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so lucrative. My husband's an anesthesiologist. He. He wants to be an expert witness. People advertise to be an expert witness. Yeah, the problem is sure um, a lot of times when you've got like professional expert witnesses, they're good, but I'm always a little bit leery because that's all they're doing. Oh, if you're an expert witness, let's say like Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's still, he's a politician and I guess he's the head of the Department of Health and uh, something he's you know whatever he's you know he's at some department mm-hmm. he's still uh i don't know if he's still practicing doctor but he's still keeping up with all of the the current research and he's doing the i guess with with uh, legal at cle's so i don't want well, i want somebody that's i want somebody that i've looked at and i'm weary of professional ones so sometimes it's all you can get is the professional experts well, I mean, because I feel like, because I know my wife, she's a nurse, and she mentioned, because I was just curious about the, the different fields nurses can be in, mm-hmm. especially with education and then qualifications. She said probably the highest paid nursing position is an expert witness. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you have to do a certain type of program through the nursing 
I guess the nursing department or field or the Texas State Board or the... Well, sort of. I just recently, I was having just one heck of a time finding a SANE nurse, which is a sexual assault nurse examiner. And um, there is a qualification for being a... You have to go through... You have to be... um, I guess there's a test for it or something to get that designation. And um, so I couldn't find any sane nurses um, that could represent my client mm-hmm. because it was, a, it was a criminal case and all of the really good sane nurses had already been vetted out by Harris County, and so nobody could work for me. Mm-hmm. Harris County had them all disqualified the, because they were they they said we we you know we can't because of our position in this hospital that we've worked with them before and we think they'd be a bias and so I couldn't find anybody. Well, I found one uh, by going to the um, the board of licensing, uh, I guess the Texas Board of yes. Nurse Licensing or Examiners mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I just went down a list. I literally just started cold calling about fifty nurses. That's how oh, my hard goodness. it was. And then I finally found one who was an amazing, but she, uh, amazing expert for me. The thing was is that she didn't have to be, and she wasn't. There wasn't a a, a legal a test that she had to taste to be an expert. But what I learned was the place that she worked for would not allow her to be an expert unless the, the, her group of nurses uh, that the, uh, had the. Required her to, to be, they wouldn't allow her to testify as an expert while she worked for that group unless she had passed some of their requirements. Oh, okay. So, so that's internal. Yeah, it was an policies. internal policy, right? But um, I don't know that when I've used a lot of experts, there was no, um, you know, you don't want to go get an expert. I mean, I could get anybody. I could get you to be my sure. one of my land experts, but you would be a terrible expert unless you had some land background. And then, with the case I have going on right now, the 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 the, the other side has got this land examiner who's like, you know, been basically blessed by the Pope. And how am I going to find somebody that qualifies for that? But what's going to help me is I know that what he'll testify to, he's just going to be shooting. You know, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know what all the phrases are, but uh, uh, spitting in the wind. For, mm-hmm. uh, well, the, what would you say for a listener who's interested? What yeah, field, What's the top right. five fields that lawyers constantly use? I know that the land one's a big one. Here yeah, in medical County. experts are huge. Medical, medical experts. Medical experts. And then nursing, the medical, but from mm-hmm. a nursing standpoint, and expert medical, they're and all then, very And that's specific. medical. Yeah. But, you know, you got your physicians, you got your nurses. I am working on a case right now where I have a corporate fraud expert. I don't oh, think... There's, there's very few that are, yeah. have the, the clout and the background yeah. to be actuaries and corporate mm-hmm. to determine what the value of of a business is very, very mm-hmm. difficult. And everyone needs them for divorces and for absolutely uh, so uh, business corporate arguments. Business valuators right, right. are right on up there at the top. And they so, make a fortune, business oh, valuators. Trust mm-hmm. me. So what else, Tony? That's three. What uh, else you uh, think? The specific fields in the medical field, but doctors always make a lot of money too, but it, it, a specific, you may need an expert in a medical malpractice case for your your um, EM, EMS are your emergency room doctor, mm-hmm. uh, a separate one for each field because there's that different. Mm-hmm. So, um, but nursing's a big one. Mm-hmm. Medical's a big one. I, I separate doctor physicians from nursing. Um, Business valuators big, uh, are big ones. 
But I think the best place to be an expert would be where there's not many in that field, and that way they have to go to you because you can. It's supply and demand. Mm-hmm. You, I have to pay a fortune for one, so I can't find anybody, mm-hmm. be, and, and they're booked up. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so, true. So, but I, I think being an expert, uh, uh, Jim had thought about doing it too, and they offer all these courses. They do, um, and you know, I think that was witness. part of Dick's mm-hmm. question. If you want to be an expert, if you're a fee, in a field that you'd like to be an expert in, I would go look up expert witnesses and see what all their qualities. Mm-hmm. Are and I just go after them one Jim by one. Jim gets brochures in the mail all the time mm-hmm. to, to see if he wants to be an expert witness, and they send you on cruises and you know like the, mm-hmm. to, to have those seminars to do, mm-hmm. and they're kind of expensive. But he hasn't done that yet. Um, uh, oddly, he d- is getting um, brochure, uh, not brochures, but he's getting job offers, and he does not want a job, mm-hmm. <laughs> to my knowledge. Doctors always do. Yeah, but uh, in Alaska. Oh, and yeah. so he's laughing. He's like, Aren't you, don't you have your Alaskan bar? We should go to you Alaska. You do, that's right. And I'm like, I'm going to go up there, and we're going to... Um, and I'm going to run for governor because I don't think there's anybody in that Like Sarah state. Palin. And, yeah. and so I'll be like, I can see Russia from... No, we're not going to Alaska. <laughs> I just... Uh, we went up there and I thought it would be a fun place to have, uh, you know, if I ever wanted to do a case, to, mm-hmm. to do a case in Alaska. I don't know well, you know, Rick Friedman, he's up there in Alaska practicing and he's the guy that's writing all the books oh. and stuff. One of the best trial lawyers ever. Okay. And he practices in Alaska. I just was of the mind with all, you know, with all the immigration that Alaska would be the, a very good place for immigrants to go because there's so much land mm-hmm. and they, they want people up there. Mm-hmm. And so for some reason in my head, I was like, well, I need to go get my Alaska bar license. So you did. Okay. So there you go. Okay. okay. Well, so any other questions, Dick? Because I like your questions. I, I mean, I think it's something that uh, you can answer to the ones I always thought because it didn't really make a lot of sense about the approval and how to how right. influential they can be in right right so you can you can put it about pretty much you can ask anybody to be your expert but mm-hmm. the other side may and object. i would say that if you ask somebody to be an expert that's completely disqualified i mean there's just no way the judge might do a sponte which means just on her own say no but but well, why would the why wouldn't the opposing counsel always object well, they may not because they know your expert's so bad. They may want your bad expert okay. up there because it's going to completely. Or they may object to just no object and be a judge. jerk. I was in a, watching a, a hearing the other day where uh, one side had an expert child, you know, whatever mm-hmm. psychologist, uh-huh. and the other side had one, and one counsel was just objecting, and the judge was saying, "Why are you objecting?" And mm-hmm. she was saying. Well, because we just don't know what we don't know, and we need to know, but well, we I mean, don't know. You also, it was a joke. You're, uh, that's pretty bad, too. It was but, bad. But they're experts, actually. I mean, it's like everything else. Everything is about the facts. And I just, uh, there was a quote by, um, uh, like, the archbishop from, uh, I guess this, uh, there's an author, a very famous one named Chesterton, that said, uh, he was quoting this because it said, an egg is an egg. It, you, what is it? Did you say an egg? Is an, an egg, egg is an egg. If it is, did you it, mean? Did you mean an egg an is egg. an egg? An egg. You don't say egg. <laughs> no. Where are you from? I thought you're from Dallas. Uh, I am. We okay. say egg up there. Okay. There's, I, I was gonna say there's something wrong with you. I don't know. What, I don't know what egg is. What is that? Ex, uh, excelsius or something? Um, so an egg. Egg is yeah. an egg. Sometimes okay. your expert is going to try to show that there's some fact that's really important or give it a different weight than it should have, mm-hmm. and. That's when you just attack them with all of your um, your objections, or or maybe the jury's going to see through it. But a lot of times, if your experts, if you just don't have a case and you've hired somebody and they're doing the best they can, mm-hmm. that's why they, you get an expert out there. They may not want to object because, and that's why I like to use the other side's expert a lot of times because 
if they're an expert, they should be neutral. But you were saying you get an expert out there and they may not want to object because, you mean the other side may not want to object, well, why? Well, the other side may not want to object because it's helping your case because they're saying things that are just ludicrous. Oh. But on the other side, if the expert that they use is using facts that aren't even facts and evidence, they're using, they're just trying to use hypotheticals that don't even apply, but they've kind of weaseled the way in, and I've seen that happen before too. Well, that's not right. If we're talking about like a, a corporate expert, and, mm-hmm. and they're going to use an example that is, you know, something that's not even on point, mm-hmm. then, and that's kind of what I have in this uh, case I'm working right now. It's this other, the other attorney is, you know, Harvard educated and went to, you know, he's like the top of the world attorney, they have top of the world expert, and he's pointing me to all of these cases that showing that I can't win, trying to like argue with me. Why would you want to argue with me? Of course, we're adverse to each other and we're going to have to agree to disagree. But fortunately, he's, he's showing me cases that are not on point. It's Good. Like, I'm just going to shut my mouth and go forward. And well, and that's one more question I want to ask, or I want our listeners, because I know they're thinking about this. So you keep talking about this expert, this this greatest expert of all time. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just did a divorce where I was up against the greatest divorce attorney of all time, you know, in the state of Texas. But don't you think it really comes down to believability? So you have the best expert of all uh-huh. time. Oh, yes. And my expert's uh-huh. just qualified, mm-hmm. you know? And the truth is, I mean, what do you think about the jury actually? Do you think they're really going to be swayed by the best expert of all time? Well, I, 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 no, because I have to go back way before the time of, 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 of probably station manager Dick, but the OJ trial. And you've got right. all these uh, experts. And what they went on was, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I mean, basically, a, a number of other things probably kicked in, but that's the phrase you hear mm-hmm. if it because he put a glove on that <laughs> that obviously had weathered and was tight and he may have gained weight and mm-hmm. you know it was it was ridiculous but of course that jury decided that was it but all the experts in the world didn't make a difference in that right. case it right. was just what well, the what the jury I saw. know in the tv show boston legal the running joke of the expert witness was al sharpton oh, oh really? why well, I, I, I don't really? well like whenever they get stuck <laughs> they're like oh we'll call favor to al mm-hmm. and al will come to the be <laughs> yes, an expert yeah, witness expert. yes mm-hmm. and so that great. was kind of the running joke because he could convince the jury of whatever yeah right right the expert right that's what i'm saying that your expert can get up there but and that's when you have to you have to know your case you can't if, if you do have somebody that's very persuasive mm-hmm. and they're not using facts because an egg is an egg mm-hmm. then and your jury doesn't see that then you've got to have the wherewithal to show where that's wrong but um but you right. run that problem too with somebody that the jury may like mm-hmm. because they're going to vote it's a popularity contest to that extent too i know juries you go talk to them sometimes and you're like why did you rule this way or why did you rule that way and you're stunned mm-hmm. because the things that you know that one dwi case and they're like well we heard a second officer in the background in the back. whispering that he saw that the, the um, six things the, were there the or... was that he did see it and i'm like that wasn't even an officer, and that wasn't what was said. And, and that it was wasn't like, that even, pointed that out. That wasn't even in the, the – nothing about that was right. It was just – but the jury got together back there and decided they heard this ghost back there. And, and of course, they it was a bad decision on our part, but – the judge got it right because when we asked for a new trial because that right. was completely wrong, right. the judge overturned it. Right. So the jury can get it wrong too, but uh, so you just don't know. And that's another words of wisdom of people getting a jury. You don't know. Juries are, no matter how great your case is, you don't know what a jury is going to do. You just yeah. might get some uh, a group of people that somebody the, decided that they're going to focus on something that was in trial, mm-hmm. but they put so much weight on something that 
had was not even they've all convinced themselves that it, it, it said something that didn't right. we were going to win on appeal on that because if you got the whisper on the transcript you would see that that's not even what was said and so that would have been no facts that didn't support the you know the, the weight of the evidence or whatever mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah okay so how much more time do we have Two minutes. Yeah, so I guess we're oh. not going to get to inverse we're not condemnation get into it, but today. I want to cover why it's important so we can give like a little taste of of what's going on with it because and we're going to we do it next week. Do it next time, and I just want to say the reason why is it, it has to do with um, inverse condemnation. It was a ruling that was uh, that that came about in the end of uh, December. A federal judge on December 17th ruled the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers was liable for damages caused by its decision to retain floodwaters upstream of the Attucks Barker Reservoirs during Hurricane Harvey. That was a huge decision, okay? And um, and the reason it's important to our our listeners, because any public utility, whether it's a gas utility, electric, a phone tower, flooding, it's important because you may be injured and you may have a case and you didn't know it. And if your home were, and we're going to talk about flooding because in Montgomery County we're running right now. We could have flooding at any time with all this development going on. Right. Um, if your home or business um, sustained flooding after any um, release of, of water by dam, and in this instance it was, they're using the example of the attics or the Barker Dam releases at 2 a.m. on August 28th, um, you may be able to get, have a case of inverse condemnation because your property was taken without... Um, without Adequate you being paid for it, with the taking, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even matter if you had flood insurance or not. The government owes you, or the public entity owes you, if they take your property okay. without painting. And then we're going to talk about that next week. Thank you for listening. We want to remind you to serve God by serving others. All right. Have a great week, guys.